welcome back! Here we are again at the How to Conserve Conservationist podcast. This is season two, all about you. And in this episode, Todd and I will basically spend the whole time explaining the premise of this season, why this season is so important, what it means to us, and what it encompasses. So I think there's nothing more that needs to be said. Without further ado, let's get straight into the podcast. Let's go. Hello everybody and welcome to season two of the How to Conserve Conservationist podcast. I'm Jessie and I'm here with Todd. And we're going to do season two all about you. My name needs more syllables. Everyone has been campaigning for Todd to be Toddney in this season. Because like two people. That's what most lonely conservationists know Todd as. But I'm going to leave it up to him. It's his name. <laughs> And there was one episode in the last season where I introduced him and he felt sad because he couldn't introduce himself. So now the ball's in your court. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's kind of a surprise that we're doing season two because last year I thought that it would just be 11 chapters, one on each of uh, 11 episodes, one episode based on each chapter of the book. But now I realise that the book only covered things that I've really experienced. It was a very personal story. It was a very personal journey for me. Very touching, very personal, very emotional. And there's so many things that conservationists experience in the world that I haven't experienced. And I thought that it would be really important to spend another season, conveniently still 11 episodes, keeping that consistency. I didn't want it to be like that. It wasn't my plan, but it just so happened that we have the same amount of things to talk about um, that you guys have experienced but a not... dodgy baker's dozen <laughs> a dodgy baker's dozen yeah where the baker just steals one for himself <laughs> so these are things like chronic illness or racism or having even a an animal partner not even a human partner at your job so we're going to be talking about all these things that... I just raised so many questions. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about them. And you might think, whoa, you're going to have guests on. But actually, no, we're not going to have guests. And we're going because to Because many of them why. are shy. <laughs> and many of them live on the other side of the planet. And it's hard to talk at the same time. There is like technical issues with it. But the main reason why I didn't want people to come on as guests is because people have been brave enough and vulnerable enough to tell their story. And actually taking the time to listen to their stories is very important. And I think it's not the person's responsibility who's going through something to continually educate us. And as like straight cis white people, Todd and I really want to make the effort to do this series as an example of educating ourselves and actually listening to the stories that people tell us, digesting it and taking the time to appreciate them telling us about what they go through because it's not easy. Yeah, because all of these issues come from people's uh, blog submissions. Mm -hmm. So they're already on the blog. They're already out here. And so if you're someone who's already written like your life story as, as, it, as it evolves around conservation and your struggles with it there i know you would you would think oh i've already explained myself now i have to like go on a podcast and like explain myself again why can't they just listen to me yeah it's the feeling that you've had <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish that people would listen to what I put out there more. Like, this is something I experience in Lonely Conservationists all the time. And I'm like, what would you like me to talk about? And they say, this is like not everyone, obviously, but there's a large population of the community that keeps requesting me to talk about things that I've already talked about. And I wish people would just listen to the things that I've already said. And <laughs> for this reason, I want to kind of do what I like, be the change I want to see and take the time to listen and appreciate the stories that people have told me. And that's not to say that we're just going to willy nilly talk about their stories and just publish it. We are going to send all these podcast episodes to the people who have written these stories to make sure that we don't speak out of place, that we're not saying anything. Yeah, we don't want to steal their narrative. <laughs> yeah. And, like, be the new authors of their stories. We want to do them justice and. 100% they can have permission to say, please don't publish this. We are deeply offended by everything you've said. Yeah. But the reason... You can tell how many people said that by how fewer <laughs> episodes there are. are. <laughs> but the reason I actually like this format is because... Was it last year or the year before? Somebody did uh, a podcast about a blog... Oh, about the Monga Bay article that was written about lonely conservationists. And there was something really special about hearing somebody I've never met before talk about my work and how that impacted them. That was like a very surreal and incredible experience. And I listened to that podcast like three times. I was going to say, your favorite <laughs> podcast featuring yourself was one that you weren't on. I, wa I wasn't even a guest because it was just so interesting to hear how this person's story... I meant, no, it was interesting to hear how my story had impacted another person on the other side of the world and just hearing that reaction for the first time. Um, and that's why I also have heard this from a lonely conservationist who was quoted in my article. And so this podcast host actually talked about another lonely conservationist in the blog, in the podcast as well. And he also listened to it three times. So it's not just me that appreciated listening to it, it's other people. So I thought like this might be something that people really enjoy listening to because I enjoyed having that experience about myself, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And as we all know, your personal experience can be assumed to be everyone else's. <laughs> I just like, I acknowledge that I live in Australia. I am white skinned. I am with a man, like, I have a pretty different perspective of life to a lot of people, and I come from a pretty privileged background. Like, the fact that I'm with Todd enables me to have this career in conservation, so I want to take the time to acknowledge that my experiences that I write about aren't necessarily a reflection of everybody's experiences. Yeah, it would be impossible to say that. Yeah, because we are a global community. And so we, we mentioned previously really briefly that we're basing these episodes on the blogs that are written on the website and to give a bit of context about the blogs the blogs are basically what started lonely conservationists where i told my story about why i was frustrated with the industry and then every single week we have shared another story about a conservationist somewhere in the world who has experienced their own unique problems in the industry as well so we have two years of blogs now, two years of conservationists from all over the world sharing their stories about their struggles in the industry. And these blogs have been so important to normalize feelings, to make people feel like they're not alone in the industry. I think how we turn from lonely conservationists to not so lonely conservationists is reading these stories and understanding that, oh, other people go through the same stuff as us. So the blogs are so, so important and they means so much to me and means so much to a lot of the community that I really want to take the time to 
rehash some of the stories on there, highlight them. And if you relate to any of these topics, then you can go back and read them yourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's because normally if you write a blog post, you sort of publish it on the internet and yes, the whole world can see it, but you don't really feel like the whole world sees it. Yeah. Like you don't know how many people read your blog. Well, I can see the blogs that have been read the most and it's actually really surprising, like the ones that have had the biggest impact on me or I think have really meaningful to like share a really important lesson. Those ones don't necessarily seem to do the best because it seems like if you personally take the time and effort to share your blog widely, put it on Facebook, put it on yeah. all your social medias, then it's going to be read more and I can tell that people who have linked their blog on their website or to something that's permanently there, like go check out my blog, it gets read a lot more. So not everyone has their own website, not everyone has a big following. I want to kind of highlight the topics that I think will be uh, important to talk about. Yeah, and not to make people feel left out, but we've selected topics that we know nothing about Yeah, and haven't experienced ourselves just because we've talked about most of the other stuff so if you find that we're talking about things that don't you're that are not relevant to you maybe check out season one of the podcast where we talk about more generic things that i have experienced like imposter syndrome and failure things that like it, it doesn't matter who you are you you probably come across these things it's, usually, it's much more interesting and eye-opening to read different people's experience that you know nothing about yeah and that's how we learn and i keep saying this time and time again but i'll say it more when we did the um racism lonely conversationist discussion and workshop oh actually no it's just a discussion uh one of our lonely conservationists sean washington said the most important thing we can do to help people is listen just listen to people and what they have to say because if we're taking the time to listen to people's stories then we can know what they're going through, we can help them, we can empathize with them, we can change our own behavior. If we don't know, how can anything change? So this is kind of like our first step on the moon of like educating ourselves. And even like I've read these blogs hundreds of times, but I have never had the opportunity to chat to somebody else about them and what that means. And I think sometimes when you read something to yourself, you like can skim over it or not. It doesn't sink in properly. Yeah. So I want to take the time to like honor the stories that people have told and take the time to really uh, discuss them, talk about what we've learned and how it impacts both of us and what it means to both of us. So we just show how important these stories really are. And I feel like in the last uh, season, it was mainly like me knowing stuff and Todd being the normal person. But I feel like in this season, we'll probably both be trying to, like, we'll both be on a level playing field because none of us are going to be experts in anything that's talked about in this season. Yeah. You yeah. can be a normie like me. Yeah. So we're both a normie. So I'm going to try being a Todd, see what it's like, <laughs> <laughs> see if it works for me. Um, but also like another reason why we wanted to do a second season of the podcast is we had a really great experience doing the first season and I feel like we were able to chat in a way that was less formal. I think when you write blogs or you post things online, it's going to be there forever. Not to say that this podcast is not going to be forever, but when you write something, you curate it more in a way that's like perfect. 
But I think what people really enjoyed about season one from the feedback we got is just how we're normal people having chats and maybe saying some things that aren't in really formally curated spaces. So hopefully um, we can maintain a balance of being really respectful, educational, do justice to the blogs, but also have these conversations in a way that like normal people can digest and how we would normally talk about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You seem unsure. <laughs> well, well, we haven't recorded any of them, so we don't actually know how they will go. Um, we have to, this is different because the other one, like I, I had experienced everything. I'd just written a blog. I was able to talk about it freely, but this one we have to do some research and we have to read people's blogs and make sure we take the time to understand what they're talking about so it will be maybe a different kind of podcast but nonetheless i think what we're going to be talking about is really important um i think that there's some things that a lot of the people in these blogs can't talk about themselves so the first episode is on chronic illness and if you've noticed by reading um the blogs both of their blogs are anonymous they have their first names and that's it so I imagine from how anonymous they wanted their blogs to be that they wouldn't feel comfortable coming on and chatting about um, these topics in person. So there is a benefit to having us talk about the stories without having guests. Um, so I just hope that you guys enjoy it. We learn something. We can continue to listen to the really important stories that help us feel less alone in the industry. And yeah, do you have anything else to say? Um, glad to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> I wasn't sure I'd be uh, getting my job back again as co-host. It's so interesting because Todd has a fan club now. And I talked about this a bit in the wrap-up post that I did. But I went out to a meeting and uh, they're just the people as we were talking about Todd the whole time and how great <laughs> he was. I started getting emails after the last podcast that would just say, Oh, I don't know him, but say hi to Todd for me. So I, it was really interesting after the last podcast, the role Todd had and how much people took to him. There was even some some banter that happened where people <laughs> started to pay you out about your My Little Pony. What? <laughs> so um, I really love how you guys have taken to Todd as an integral role of the podcast. I'm glad to have him back. So it's just not me talking to myself. That would be boring. Maybe one day I'll talk about this enough that I consider myself a conservationist as well. I think we're getting close. So in the book launch, everyone there basically bullied Todd into admitting he's <laughs> yeah. a conservationist. In fact, you know what he's wearing right now? He's wearing a Conservation Asia 2016 conference t-shirt and dinosaur shorts. And if that's not a conservationist outfit, like I don't know what is. So I feel like this this season, Todd has to um, acknowledge his imposter syndrome, try and work around it, and acknowledge the conservationist that he is. <laughs> but that's like an important note to kind of end on, is that in the first season, we really hammer home that anyone can be a conservationist. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a professional career in the field. If you use canvas bags, if you use like shampoo bars instead of plastic bottle shampoo, uh, <laughs> which are easily to be mistaken as normal body normal soap. soap. <laughs> Todd can say from experience. <laughs> if you educate people, if you are a mother that teaches wildlife practices to your children, anything 
involving conservation practices makes you a conservationist. You, it's not about let's get rid of the stigma that it's an elitist field and let's make it accessible to everyone. Even Todd, who was very much dressed like a conservationist, talking on a conservationist podcast. I don't know how much we can do to convince him <laughs> that he's a conservationist at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is kind of the introduction to the season. I kind of wanted to do this introduction so people every episode are like, but why didn't you have this person as a guest? Why are you guys talking about this? So um, if anyone... We, yeah, we, we do consider it. <laughs> we did, like, we always have the conservationists in our um, best priority. What's it called? We, you're our main first focus, priority. first priority. Um, and everything we do is to make sure that conservationists in the community feel comfortable and valued and safe. And we would never want to do anything that makes people feel not fun. Did any of the authors say, oh my god, I definitely want to be on the podcast? Yeah. So after I posted it on Instagram and said, this is my idea for season two, uh, one of the chronic illness girls actually messaged me and said, if you want, if you have any questions, please ask me. I think this is a really good idea, which made me feel like... Oh, well, that's different <laughs> than like, you know, send me a microphone. I definitely want to be on. Yeah. Because I think, as I said, with chronic illness, especially... Every blog that we have about chronic illness has been anonymous. So I think there's something important about people saying all the things publicly that can't be said by them personally. Which we'll, we'll get into. We'll Stay get into tuned. in episode one. Literally next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy this season. It's going to be a bit different. I think we're calling it uh, How to Conserve Conservationist 2. All about you. Because... For once, it's not about me anymore, which I'm so excited about. So big of you to admit. I do not like when Jesse and Lonely Conservationists are used interchangeably. I like the community to speak for itself. And I really, last year was so much about what I go through and my experiences. And I would just love for the community to shine this year. So hopefully with this, with this new podcast, um... All the other projects we'll do this year, hopefully it's all going to be very community-centric and I can just become invisible and fade into the background. Yay. The ultimate dream. Soon it will just be Todd talking on this podcast and I'll just vaporize into thin air. It'll be a good time. So there you go. I hope you liked the premise of season two all about you, but if you haven't had a listen to season one yet, I definitely recommend. It follows all the chapters of my book, How to Conserve Conservationist, and if you haven't read that as well, I definitely recommend you have a read. It's available at any online bookstore, uh, so you should be able to pick up a copy, and hopefully it's relatable. But there's always the blogs that are brand new every single Wednesday, so go to www.lonelyconservationist.com to read this week's latest blog, and check out our social media at Lonely Conservationist on Instagram, and at Lonely Conserve on Twitter, and you can always support our projects. This year we have two projects going on, one is this podcast, but the second one is our Women Empowerment Program in North Sumatra, we're doing that again, so if you want to contribute to them, you can go over to the Patreon page, which you can access through the website. I look forward to going along this series with you, and I guess I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!